Hello and welcome to Fibber McGee and Molly from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. It's time for Fibber McGee and Molly. Every weekday at this time, NBC brings you Fibber McGee and Molly transcribed. The show is written by Phil Leslie and Ralph Goodman and directed by Max Hutto. We'll join Fibber and Molly in just a moment. In midsummer, many sections of our country become dangerously dry. And this increases the ever-present danger of forest fires. Every year, thousands of acres of timberland are destroyed by fire. That's a tragic loss of natural resources almost beyond belief. And the tragedy becomes even more appalling when we realize that this loss is unnecessary. Most forest fires are caused by human carelessness. You can do your part to prevent forest fires by following a few simple rules when you're out in the fields or forests. Crush out cigarette, cigar, and pipe ashes. Break matches in two after using them. Drown all campfires and then stir and drown them again. Find out the law before starting any fire. Forest fires can be prevented if we all do our part. Be sure to follow these simple rules and see to it that others follow them too. Forest rangers can fight forest fires, but only you can prevent them. Was there any mail, McGee? Mail? Isn't that where you were just now, out getting the mail? Oh, uh, oh, yeah, 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 sure. No, there wasn't any, though, though. No, no mail. Are you sure there wasn't anything in the box? Oh, I'm positive. I looked. I even stuck my hand inside the box to feel. By the way, where are the bandages? That mousetrap alarm trap I got in there for burglars works a little too easy. Got me again. Funny those flower seeds I ordered haven't come yet. The ones I picked out of the Sunday Gazette. It's been several weeks. Well, you know how slow them mail order things are. Probably got delayed. Well, if they don't come soon, it'll be too late to plant them. Yep. They're a new type of petunias. Supposed to be early bloomers, if you'll pardon the expression. Well, if they ever show up and it ain't too late to plant them, just let me know. I certainly will, because you promised now to spade up the flower bed for me, like you did last year. Don't forget that. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's a lot of work, but I promised, and if the seeds ever get here, I'll... Well, uh, I better get a bandage for my finger. I, I forgot how sore it is. And Grocery boy! Where'd you say they were, the bandages? I didn't say. But if I were a bandage, I'd expect people to put me in a medicine chest. Where do you suppose... Hello there, kids! Hi, daughter! What's the matter with Johnny? Got a cold? No, I got a sore finger. Is that so? Well, that's a new cure for a sore finger. Never heard of that before. Heard of what? Putting medicine on your chest. I don't see how... He's not going to put medicine on his chest. Of course not. Well, that's what daughter here told you to do when I come in. I distinctly heard her say put medicine on your chest. No, no, Mr. Oldtimer. I'm afraid there's a slight misunderstanding here. You see... You can say that again, daughter. Seems like every time I drop in here lately, there's a misunderstanding. Oh, no. You know, kids, I hate to say this, but it seems to me like somebody in this room ain't been paying attention when people talk to them. Ah, true. And if you kids don't mind... I'd just like to make a little test. Test? Concentration test. To find out which one of you two ain't paying attention. Oh, now, really, Mr. Oldtimer, isn't this a little silly? What'd you say, Johnny? I said go ahead. Let's make the tests and get it over with. I know you, and you won't stop Okay, and... son, we'll take you first. Now, here's what we do. I'll say some words one at a time, whilst I walk around the room, you see. Yeah, yeah. You listen close as you can, and repeat them words after me. 
Now, you sure you understand how to do it? Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Well, now, just do the best you can. Don't feel bad if you miss a few. Ready? Shoot. Apple. Apple. Plum. Plum. Orange. And by the way, we got a special on oranges this week. Only three, four... Get on with it, will you? Okay. Now, this time, I'm going to get softer and softer, so pay close attention. Ready? Shoot. Grape. Grape. Pear. Peach. Asparagus. Rhubarb. T-bone steak. Go jump in the lake. Perfect, Johnny. (laughs) Well, it ain't you, so I guess it must be daughter here. (laughs) I got to get back to my route now. Look after her, son. Especially crossing streets. Hold her hand. Or get her a steady Boy Scout like I got. (laughs) No sense taking chances. Yeah, well, don't worry, old-timer. I won't let her out of my sight. Oh, by the way, Johnny, before I go, here's a package of mail-order seeds that dropped out of your shirt a little while ago. (laughs) What? Poor kid. She's getting worse every minute. I said a package of mail-order seeds, daughter, that Johnny had stuck in his shirt. It's addressed to you. Oh, my gosh. Well, better get moving. So had I. So long, kid. Bye. Wait for me, old-timer. I'll go with you as far as Kramer's drugstore. McGee, come back here this instant. Okay. I'll spade up the flower bed. I'll plant the dad rather flowers. Don't get sore. I was just trying to... Back to Wistful Vista in a minute. And now let's listen in on a conversation between a TV service technician and a good customer. Well, it's a story, Mr. Smith. Your television picture is dim and washed out because your set needs a new picture tube. Well, what type would you recommend? I recommend RCA picture tubes to all of my customers. Because, well, I know they're the finest. Mm -hmm. I've learned from experience that an RCA picture tube will give you the best picture your set can deliver. Do you have one for my TV set? Yes, there's an RCA picture tube for just about every make and model television receiver. Well, as long as my set needs a new tube, give me the best. I want my pictures clear and sharp. Mr. Smith, with an RCA picture tube, you'll get clearer, sharper, and brighter pictures. Yes, your local television service technician has an RCA picture tube for your TV set. RCA is America's most popular picture tube. Remember... The world's best names for quality. RCA and RCA Victor. Boy, breaking this ground up for a flower bed is hard work. Especially when all you got to work with is a beat-up shovel with a loose handle. <sighs> Wish I knew who broke this shovel. I'm going to have a talk with that next-door neighbor of mine. Think a guy who makes 80 bucks a week could afford to buy himself a new shovel once in a while. <sighs> this thing... Oh, my back. I must have twisted something. Ooh, that hurts. You called, McGee? Who's that? Your family doctor, Sonny. George B. Gamble, M.D., Ph.D., and J.O.S. J.O.S.? Johnny on the spot. Didn't I just hear you say you twisted your back? Yeah, but get that money-hungry leer off your face, fatso. It's just a slight strain. If you come over here to pick up vacation money for a trip to Honolulu this summer, you're barking up the wrong backbone, bone bender. Why, you insulting little snivel-snooted clodhead. Trip to Honolulu, indeed. The money I've had from you in the last ten years wouldn't pay my way to Dugan's Lake. I know, Doc. I, I'm sorry I jumped on you like that. I'm I'm hot and kind of irritable. Just as a matter of cold fact, when did I last send you a bill for anything? When? First of January was the last one. And how much was it? Three dollars hmm. for all winter. 
I'm sorry I told you. I, I didn't mean to be so grouchy, Doc. If you're so sorry, why don't you pay it? You see there, you're getting money hungry again. Doggone it, quit dunning me, you big hounder. You'll get your money. Well, that's all right. Well, I gotta get this digging done before Molly gets home from the Bonton. I've been at this for an hour, ever since the mailman came. What's the mailman got to do with it? Oh, the mailman brought Molly a... Brought her a letter from Uncle Dennis. Oh? Yeah, he's up in Maine visiting a friend of his. Huh. Old sea captain. Uh, this guy builds ships and bottles for a hobby, and Uncle Dennis is spending the summer helping him. He's emptying the bottles for him. <laughs> anyway, this old captain used to know some pirates, and he told Uncle Dennis he... Oh, this is going to sound unbelievable, Doc. I'm sure it will, but tell it anyhow. Well, this sea captain used to know some pirates, and he claims that there's pirates treasure buried right here in Muswell Vista. No kidding. Yep. Did he send you a map that leads you to think it might be right here in this very neighborhood? In your own yard, maybe? Yeah, I... And if I'll take that shovel and do all the digging, will you split with me 50-50 when we find it and maybe we'll both be rich? Oh, you heard this before, you big phony. <laughs> Certainly I have. That's the one you used last summer when you were digging up this same flower bed. <laughs> Didn't work then either. Blech. When it comes to getting you to work, nothing works. Ah, I'm more the mental type, my boy. Where'd you say Molly is? The Bonton. Went down to buy some plant food. I gotta have this flower bed spaded good and deep when she gets back. Mm-hmm. Boy, wouldn't it be something, though, to really find a pirate chest sometime, full of gold? Just imagine it. Frankly, I can't imagine it. To me, a chest is just something to slap a stethoscope on and listen to the static. And I hear some of the oddest noises you have... What'd you hit with that shovel? I don't know, but it's no pot of gold. Don't worry about that. It's just a rocker. Ah, just a big old bone. Here, for you. Hmm, let's see that. I'll be darned. That's the oddest looking thing. What's odd about a dirty old bone? The world is full of bones, you ought to know that. But look at this, McGee. The world isn't full of bones like this. This thing is ancient. Huh? It looks like a... Yeah, it's a vertebra, all right. A what? Section of a spinal column. It's a backbone. Oh. My word, McGee, this thing... This bone is from no animal that lives today. Well, now, that's a clever deduction, fatso. My gosh, if the animal was alive today, it'd still be using that bone, wouldn't it? That's the silliest... Don't you thing. understand this is a fossil from some extinct species? From the size of this vertebra, the animal must have been about 50 feet long. No kidding. 50 feet long? I don't pretend to be a paleontologist, of course. Mm, me either. But look at this thing. It's obviously a caudal vertebrae. You can tell from the taper. Sure, from the caper. And the spinal column, as long as this bone indicates, would be... Oh, great Scott, it would have to be a dinosaur, McGee. Nothing else ever grew that big. Yeah. Well, i got to finish digging up this flower bed before Molly gets back or she'll raise heck. Toss the bone over out of the way so I can dig it Toss up. Toss it out of the way? Look, McGee, right here in your own yard, you've just dug up a relic of a monster that walked this earth 70 million years ago. Doesn't that mean anything to you? Certainly it means something to me. Well... means Molly will be back here any minute and she'll say to me, Did you finish digging up the flower bed? And I'll say, No, I didn't dig up the flower bed, but I dug up a wonderful big old dirty old bone that's 70 million years old. But, McGee... What do you want me to do? Be the first guy in history to get slapped on the head with a dinosaur bone? Oh. You sit there and hold it, Fatso. I'll spit up the dad red plot then. Fibber and Molly will be right back. 
You may not have an air conditioner in your home, so NBC Radio will help tomorrow by sending a few chills up and down your spine. Tuesday is mystery night, and there's a trio of thrillers all ready for you. Barry Craig, confidential investigator, is a rough private eye who upsets criminals wherever they can be found, and he seems to find them everywhere. There's Dragnet, too, this same evening. And that needs no introduction because everyone knows of the soft-spoken but deadly Sergeant Joe Friday. Ride in the squad car tomorrow with Friday and Smith on Dragnet. And the third Tuesday mystery favorite is a character named Peter Chambers. He's played by Dane Clark, and the show is called Crime and Peter Chambers. You've never met a detective who runs into so many baffling murders and beautiful maidens, usually in distress until they meet our Pete. But that's another story. Mystery fans know that Tuesday is their night on NBC Radio. That's the whole story, Molly. And there's the bone. Heavenly days, a dinosaur bone. After Doc explained it to me a few more times, I could see that this is a big discovery. The big museums will be interested in this. Doc's going to take me over to see a professor friend of his tomorrow. Look at this thing. My goodness, you're liable to wind up in a museum. With a job there, I mean. That's what Doc said. He said, with my brains, I ought to be the head of the department that handles these things. You mean? Yeah. Bonehead, he said. <laughs> and you're just kidding, of course. Yeah. Good night. Good night, all. NBC has brought you the Fibber, McGee, and Molly program transcribed with Bill Thompson as the old-timer and Arthur Q. Bryan as Doc Gamble. This is John Wald inviting you to listen again tomorrow night when Mr. McGee shows his historic find to a prominent local professor on Fibber, McGee, and Molly. Hear the issue of the day discussed on Heart of the News tonight on the NBC Radio Network.